thank you. Good. It's been so long. I know. I'll this is how we begin. We do this before you go away. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be even longer. Yeah, it'd be so long. Yeah. Because we've only done one since um, Skip no, two, I think. Oh. Because we did his story. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, we were away and I just, I had like three podcasts in my head with you while yeah. I was <laughs> <laughs> So funny. Because I had so much to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what did you want to talk about today? Oh, man, I don't even know. You know what makes me laugh, though, on the Instagram page? is like people will be like, oh, you have a podcast. I'm going to binge. And I'm like, oh, I know. God. <laughs> I know. I cringe every time. I've had so many people I know, like, in person be like, oh, I'll mention the podcast, not even thinking about it. Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh, you have a podcast. I'm like, yeah, I'm not telling you what it's called, though. <laughs> it's so funny because the Instagram one, like, I don't even mention COVID anymore because I think as soon as you do that, it's literally like yeah. your shit does not get shared. It's, no, you know, no, so. No. And um, it's so funny because there's so many people that follow that page now. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm sure most of you would not follow if you've seen us say catch a cunts and <laughs> say retard and gay. <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of people secretly enjoy the authenticity, like when people are just themselves. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. That's true. I know I do. I know I'm drawn to people that you can tell aren't being fake as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And not watching all their P's and Q's and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to take a gain on. How often though? It's so frustrating. How often do you see comments and messages from women that are obviously working in the system when they're like, man, I wish I could say this kind of thing, but I can't roll this my job or... Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many people that are just so many. Yeah, it, that's what's so. I was talking to a chick on that she'd messaged in the beating up the bush page, and she was the one. Um, she wrote something and shared, and it was all in her other language. Oh, and I just yeah. shared it. And I was like, I don't know what this says. Yeah. And she messaged me back in English, and she was like, Oh, I'm from Denmark, and she's like, This is exactly like spot on. This is what we deal with. Yeah. And I was like, Isn't it just yeah. fucked up? And obviously, we've always known. Yeah. Around the world. And that it's a global issue. Yeah, it's like the like same attitudes, the yeah. same. It's the same bullshit we're all dealing with. Yeah. There was a lady from India who messaged, and she said, I've seen your episiotomy rates in Australia. She said you'd be shocked. She's like, Nearly everyone gets an episiotomy here in India. Yeah. Most of them. C-sections and yeah, I was like, dude. Um, my sister-in-law messaged me, or actually, no, she didn't message me. She shared it on her Instagram stories. Her little fella is 18 days younger than Skip. Yeah, and she said he usually only contact naps, but she had a video of him asleep in his bassinet, mm-hmm. and our podcast was playing on the TV. <laughs> and she said he must just be soothed by your voices because she listened to so much of it while she was pregnant. So funny, yeah. He was just out for, out for the count. It was adorable. That is so cute. Yeah. Also, I forget, like, people listen to it with their kids. Yeah, I know. Like, oh. <laughs> but my kid, like, it's not nothing my kids wouldn't hear. Yeah. Chris and I talking about anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> when we're away, oh, it was so funny. I'm feeding um, Skip on the couch in my sister's cabin. Yeah. And my grandma is, so she's 84, I think. She says she's sitting on one side of me. My sister's sitting on the other. My brother-in-law's there. There's a bunch yeah. of kids. And Tana comes up and he goes... He was holding Skip and he passes the Skip to me and he goes, he wants your tits, mum. <laughs> I'm like, Tana, that's, that's a grown-up word, yeah. He's like, is it? Dad says it all the time. <laughs> I was going to say, where did he hear it? Because I don't reckon you and you don't really say tits. No, I say breast or boob. Yeah. And No, but Chris is always like, oh, I'll give him some titty milk. That's or so he wants funny. Your tits. My then, grandma says titty all the time. Does she? Yeah, and it reminds me of like teeth, like an animal. Yeah. yeah. And then I said to Tana, I was like, yeah, it's the same as fuck, dude. You can't say it. And he was like, <laughs> mortified that he said it in front of my grandma (laughs) that is so funny man i was at our local grocery shop right and 
I, you know, so you know when you have um, the dementia, like, so you know in these progressive countries, like wherever, I don't know, Sweden and that, they'll have like a dementia retirement home and then they'll set it up like there's a grocery shop there, there's a cafe, but it's actually just a care home. But I'll they'll set it up. Yeah, and it's really good for them because they feel like they're in a little community. They have, yeah. their little room is like, looks like a little cabin or, yeah. and they walk out and have like a little street and gardens, but it is just a nursing home. Yeah, right. So when I was at um, Woolworths the other day, I felt like, am I a dementia patient in yeah. a fucking... Because when I was there, everyone looks insane. Like, when I was there, have you ever gone... People were drooling and, like, middle-aged people looking crazy. Everyone that worked there was kind of weird. And I was just like, is this the fucking... Like, why does no one look healthy? Everyone looks like they're zombies. They all have a fucking legs limping. They're all fucked up looking, man. And I was like, this we is weird. At, we stopped at Tardis Towers on yeah. the way, like, at a caravan park. Mm-hmm. And on the way to our holiday. And they had, um, I forget his name, but he's, like, the world's best whip cracker. Oh, cool. And he, we saw him up at Mataranka, and he must just be now yeah, like, traveling right. Australia doing his whip show. And he's really good. Yeah. Anyway, so, like, he gets on the on his microphone, and at, like, quarter to six, he's like, come on down, folks, for the best whip cracking show in Australia, blah, blah, blah. So get, we get down there at six o'clock, and I look around, same thing. I'm like, where are all the healthy people? Yeah. Like, Why does everyone seriously? They were dead? all overweight. Yeah. Incredibly unhealthy, like, terrible skin, and yeah. just just not healthy looking yeah just looking around and and the children the oldies the middle-aged all of them everyone just looks all fucked up yeah and oh, like, like have you and seen that thing that says have you ever seen your neighbor bringing in their groceries yeah <laughs> you know when i remember reading that i was like that's crazy and then i remember only recently seeing somebody when i was driving down the main drag here bringing their, bringing groceries, their groceries in, in. and i'm like oh, never yeah it's weird even when we lived like with close neighbours. Yeah. You can sort of understand it out here on these properties. You really, mm. really see. But, yeah, we only lived in town. I was like, oh, <laughs> dude, no, I haven't. It's weird, hey? Yeah, it's like Truman Show kind of shit. You yeah, know? like, is this a simulation? Yeah. Totally. And especially to... when, like, a lot of things in life can be right and wrong at the same time. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. And then the whole other side makes sense. And you're like, this is really, like, whatever you believe to be yeah. true yeah. is true. This, like, is what I'm, this is what I'm saying to Tanner now. Because he asked me about dinosaurs the other day. And I was yeah. like, he, I can't remember what he said. He said something about dinosaurs. And I was like, you know what, bud? I'm not entirely convinced they even existed. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, have you ever seen the skeleton of a hippopotamus? And he's like, no. So we Googled it. And then we Googled all these other animals. Really? Skeletons. And he's yeah. like, these look like dinosaur bones, mum. And I'm like, yeah, I know, right? Anyway, like I just said to him, I said, I'm not saying that they didn't exist. I'm just saying I'm not entirely convinced that they did. And I said to him, I said, whatever anyone tells you, think about it for yourself. Yeah. And you decide whether you believe that or not. Yeah. And don't just take what anyone says at face value. Yeah. Like, you have to look into it yourself and decide for yourself. Anyway, like fast forward two or three months and he's talking to a friend of ours and <laughs> he, he says to her, you know what, my mum thinks that dinosaurs might not have existed. And she's like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, have you ever seen the skeleton of a hippopotamus? So he, so he shows her because we printed it and laminated yeah. it. And she said it was just like this moment where she was like, oh, holy fucking shit, maybe they didn't exist. You know, like, there's yeah, so many things. Like, yeah. 9-11 and COVID. Like, imagine what COVID's going to be in history books as. Well, it's, they rewrite everything else in history. Exactly. And a lot of us can see that and acknowledge, like, yeah, of course, the, uh, what do they so call it? Like, the conquerors like always that. write the history. So why don't you apply it for other things? Exactly. Like, and especially, I think, with things that are actually, which you could probably, like, in some ways say 
if dinosaurs were fake, that affects us in some way. Like it's all a part of a psyop. But especially things that are very going to affect us, like no, vaccines, like vaccine. polio back in the day, yes. and all the people back in when polio vaccines were coming out. There's still letters written from doctors that were like submitted to whatever the well, fucking what America. My, 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 my mom and my grandmother's generation. If you ever say that vaccines are shit, but what about polio? Yeah, I know. Like they, they and even back, hundred percent believe exactly. that it saved everyone from polio. And back then there was so much uproar. Like I could probably see it similar to COVID. Yes. Maybe probably not the scale because COVID was so global. And you didn't have social media. But that's all shut down and quiet. Yeah. And the fucking photo they use um, for polio, you know, the, what's it called? The rose something? Oh, the kids in the iron lungs. Yeah. And it's in a big shed. And yeah, like people yeah. will, um, people will often show this photo. Yeah. And I'm just going to get the name of it. I can cut all this shit. So... But I just think when I remember learning all about polio when it came out and that incident, um, thinking like, oh, like this totally makes sense because this is how everything gets in now and affects us to this day. And this COVID shit's going to be rewritten. It already is starting at the beginning to rewrite shit that happened in the actual... um, Yeah, well, like look at how COVID's going to go down in the history book. Same as 9-11. Like 9-11 still to this day remains a terrorist attack. It was blatantly obvious that it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, COVID's going to be the same. It was a deadly virus... Um, a novel virus that wiped the planet, killed millions of people, the vaccine saved the day. Yeah. But that's not fucking what happened. Yeah. So imagine what else. Like, they never went to the fucking moon, but still to this day they tell you that they went to the moon. They never did. Like, there's so many things. As if they're not lying about everything. It's, it's yeah, it's fucking disturbing. Oh, I don't know, but it's funny that photo because people will share it and be like, this is why you need to get vaccinated. But that specific photo with all the, like just type in polio photo with all the iron lungs it's in a warehouse, yeah. that was the vaccine reaction. That particular event that happened was they mass vaccinated this, like, I don't know, places. It was a huge vaccination program that went And that part failed and they all ended up with polio in those iron lungs. And then fuckheads these days shares that photo saying, this is why we should get vaccinated. I'm like, actually, that's that's what vaccine induced. Polio doesn't exist. Mm. They're even saying now it's only the vaccine induced polio that exists out there. Exactly. So, no, we haven't saved anyone from anything. And also the whole question of, is it even gone? Is it just Guillain-Barre syndrome? Yeah, they just renamed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so one of the podcast episodes that I did in my head with you, yeah. when we were away, yeah. oh my God, me and River and I both got a tummy bug. Mm. And I'm doing air quotations right now. <laughs> we both got a tummy bug. Um, I went to bed and my tummy was just feeling a bit rough. And you know when you burp and you're like, Ooh. oh, fuck. But and I, you know it's going to come. I managed not to vomit mm-hmm. because I was just like, you're not going to be sick. You're not going to be sick because Skip was asleep on me. I just couldn't. I was like, I don't mm. have time for this, especially not in a caravan park. Mm-hmm. But then about... 2am I hear like a cough cough and I just yell out to stop stop quick one of the kids is gonna be sick and he's like bound out of bed but it was too late we had vomited Fuck. everywhere and he's like how did you know that was gonna happen and I was like because my tummy feels a bit rough too <laughs> and he's like oh no anyway then poor River vomited for like probably about six hours and then she just had a fever and then she slept the whole day and then she was sort of done yeah um and I just had an upset stomach for the whole day and I had a fever and the aches and stuff and then I was done. Yeah. And then that was it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, fuck yeah, like high-fiving each other. We managed to escape that with only two of us getting it. Yeah. And then two days later, we arrive in Townsville and Cody and Dusty both were like, oh, my God, we're going to be sick. Oh, my God. And then they got sick and then Tanner got sick and then Chris got sick. So mm-hmm. within, I don't know, 72 hours, we all got sick. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, but why did I not vomit? 
Yeah. Um, Ripper only vomited for six hours. Cody only vomited three times. Interesting, yeah. Um, Tanner only vomited for about six hours as well. Poor Dusty vomited and had diarrhea for 12 hours straight with like 20 minutes in between. Like he, You could, I feel like when I'd last seen him, he's lost a little bit of weight. Has, I was yeah. like, oh, I can tell. It definitely yeah. like yeah, hit it him. It definitely hit him the worst. Yeah. Anyway, so then I'm thinking while I'm driving, because I've been exploring more and more about... Um, Germ theory thing? Yes, so germ theory not. And so then I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, so if germ theory isn't what caused my family all to consecutively get sick, mm. what could it have possibly been? Yeah. Um, and there's a really great episode of Free Birth Society where she interviews a doctor called Dr. Melissa Snell. I think right. I'm not sure her name is. And she is she was a chiropractor, but now she is a German new medicine therapist. Yeah, right. Therapist, whatever they're called. This is what Yolanda Clark's in a German. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm, I'm driving along and I'm like, oh, well, you know, we all, my whole family, obviously, is exposed to the same toxins, the same environmental toxins, the same mm-hmm. food, the same emotional stress you know we've just introduced um skip to the family so there's obviously that that emotional component um and i'm thinking well so but i always think about chickenpox right Mm. it has such a very specific set of symptoms yeah you know like tummy bugs they can be different for everyone yeah you know some vomiting some diarrhea even covid was different for a lot of people it expressed itself differently so then i don't know my brain was just like going through every possibility and yeah I'm really less and less feeling like germ theory could be possible. Yeah, right. You know, Mm -hmm. viruses aren't even living. Yeah. Are they? I don't even... I honestly don't even know. Like, I've heard... I've been on the out... Like, I've listened to stuff like this. Like, so who's that doctor? He's a male doctor and... I think he might be the founder of German New Medicine. This guy isn't. He's more... But he fucking hates most of what's going on and somebody brought up to him what do you think about this like yeah. the whole and he was kind of half enough he said no i think things definitely things will rip through communities and families so he kind of believed that there was germs but the way he answered i was like oh that that makes sense to me but then i don't know enough about german yeah. medicine and about yeah. all of it yeah and i'm only scratching the surface too. yeah but then so because chris I, I was talking to chris about it obviously and he's like well how do you explain you know how i said oh, I don't, i'm not really sure that germs viruses mm. cause symptoms yeah. and he was like well how do you explain this all getting something at the same time and i was yeah. like well how do you explain women who live together end up menstruating at the same time yeah and i was like it's that human bioresonance yeah you know it's well, us. how do you explain when i quite often three of my kids get sick but one doesn't one doesn't so how do I, why i know and oh, you know what is the real fucking conspiracy here is sophie got nits to yeah. a point where it was really fucked up i hadn't brushed her hair for a few days she was doing it she was in grade she was in grade one i think and it was like an infestation it was fucking gross none of my other kids got it i didn't have it why and in my head i was like we don't really well, use shampoo and conditioner much well, it's and kind of like I, worms, I guess isn't it like you know how they say yeah. if, if one of your kids has got worms you've got to worm the whole house that's bullshit yeah because worms will only and I'm, I'm assuming head lice would be the same. They yeah. will only infest in a body that will allow it. This is what I think too. Roman probably eats the worst out of all the kids and he'll get worms. Yeah. No one else has really suffered from them. Yeah. And I always just, think his probably gut is all fucked up. You reckon me each now talking about me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it, 
it was just so that is interesting. I, I always just go back to the women get their period at the same time when they live together. Yeah. I've experienced that for myself. I've yeah. lived in a house with three other women. When I was in high school, all, we all would sing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and so it makes sense. And do you know what else I found really interesting? Yeah. If you think back on your, um, you know, the raising childhood times with your husband, yeah. did you both ever get sick at the same time? Like, were you both yeah, incapacitated to a no, that There's always somebody the stronger than the other to Isn't keep looking there? after. Yeah. And that's what Chris and I said. I got, I got sick first. I had symptoms first. Yeah. And he looked after us. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, he had symptoms and I looked after everyone. This is the same as I have such a strong, sturdy, like, belief that, you know, often quite a lot of us when we're approaching birth will get sick. Like, yes. often for me, it was always, like, congestion, yes. sick kind of thing. And that's an emotional yeah. thing. Um, that doctor in the German New Medicine thing on free birth society, she talks about that. Interesting. She talks about how um, breakouts aren't hormonal. Right. It's emotional. Interesting. It's, um, that, that one particularly, she said, it's when you are down on your body. Like, right. And obviously that coincides with pregnancy and childbirth and everything because yeah. your body changes so much. Mm-hmm. And quite often there's thoughts of, fuck, I wish my belly wasn't so big or my belly wasn't so wobbly. Or, yeah, and yeah. And that's what that skin outbreak I, is. I listen to it, um, we used to, not really anymore, this real life, um, not in a, it's not a birth one, but it's all um, spiritual, like they're tarot readers, witches, all of this stuff. I can't, it's called like earth something. But she would talk about, as soon as she starts looking at her face saying like, I'm just not pretty or just down, then yep. pimples yep. would show up immediately. And yep. I was like, interesting. Yep. I think it's all like, all of us and all of these different theories are all just trying to interpret and figure out what the goal is, yeah. you know? And, and some sort of, resonate better with I us. I said to Chris, I said, at the end of the day, it doesn't really fucking matter, does yeah. it? But I do feel more confident now. Like, I used to, I'm not even going to lie, I used to avoid friends, people, situations where I knew someone wasn't well. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't, if if I was out at a playgroup and I saw a kid coughing, I would do my best to keep my yeah. kids away from I think, them. like, I was like that with maybe Sophie and Roman, and then I was like, I don't give a fuck, just get no. it. And yeah. most of the time they didn't even get it off the kid yeah you know? exactly and now i kind of think well because after that whole vomit diary mm. mug my skin was fucking beautiful yeah, yeah. everything was clear everyone looks yeah. amazing river's speech took off yeah yeah um, like i really do whatever is causing it whether mm-hmm. it is just a bioresonance you know and it's it's actually a good thing. It's just recognizing yeah. that your body needs a detox and others are doing it around you. So, hey, let's do it now. Yeah. Or if it's a bug, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I now look at symptoms as a good thing. Yeah. I see somebody describing being sick as, oh, you're healing at the healing. moment. Yeah. Like they weren't yeah. talking about a sickness. And that's and for I... people listening who aren't aware, like a basic one to start with is fevers. And yes. like you said, like your children, like river speech took off like yeah. they often say after a child has a good fucking hard fever it, it kills off all yeah. your dead cells all the yeah. shit and then they often you, you're clear after it yeah that's why i don't suppress that shit it's fine like and just watch two, your baby um the body learns the body adapts yeah. so every time you're say you're someone that treats a fever with panadol and norepinephrine every time because you know because mm-hmm. that's what you're told to do yeah the body doesn't learn then how to manage a fever yeah, and the body right. doesn't learn how to repair because something's always stepping in to do it. Yeah. But when you're children, and I've, I've seen it with my kids now, Tana has never been, has never had a fever treated. Yeah. So now, 
when all the others get a fever, he rarely does. Interesting, yeah. Very rarely. So, mm. out of, like, the three, Cody, Dusty, River, all got a fever. Yeah. I got a slight fever. Mm-hmm. Tanner's was minimal at best. Yeah. And it was only there for a few hours. This was funny. Like, I really don't use Panadol, and no one's ever really in a lot of pain here. Whenever no. there's a fever or whatever, it's never... It's just they needed to sleep and be in a dark room. And they yeah. were fine. They weren't, like, in agony. It's yeah, not like think, you're... I think, though, too many parents need to get them to daycare that's the thing if your you kid's doing school, something like yeah yeah then that's the problem too with adults like if you're sick stay at home fucking yeah. sleep that shit up but if you have no sick leave and all this shit and yeah. you have to be at work like i totally understand why you would want to somehow make it more pleasant to be there like yeah. while you're suffering with a headache or whatever yeah but like you know there's alternative therapies that use fever they induce fevers in cancer patients yeah so why the fuck are we stopping in fevers in children? It's even like um that. Can you dude, imagine how much the Panadol and Nurofen market is worth? Oh yeah, Millions. fucking oath, man. Um, Roman got a splinter in his foot like a fucking tree. Yeah, I really. loved it. <laughs> this is the coolest. I showed stop, and he's like, "That's epic." Yeah. He like ran up, and he was like, "Mom!" And it was literally like a. It wasn't a stick. It was basically a very thick stick in his foot, like just impaled in. And he runs up, and he's like, "Oh." And I was like, oh shit. And I just grabbed it and just pulled it out as hard as I could. And he was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> and then I was like, so we soaked it for a little bit. And I was like, uh, you know, it's out, I guess. And then the next morning, there's a lot of pus. And I was like, oh, I bet something's in there. Like your body wouldn't really, you know, react like that. And it was a brownish looking pus. And I was like, oh, and he was okay with it. But if you touch the spot, oh, 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 oh. And I was like, oh. So I was suspecting there's probably something in there. It'll come out, you know. It was red up to like his and, ankle. And the pus has a job to do yeah the pus is that's doing. what i think is it's and it was a brown color and like you google yeah. like oh infection yeah. i'm like it wouldn't be infected yet but and also even, that's all the wood and all the dirt it's getting out getting out but also even if it is an infection the body's wise mm. the infection is like a fever it yeah. has a job to do yeah 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 and so then it got to a point where he went to put a shoe on and oh it's sore and i was like oh and i'm like let me try and get it out so Chris held him down. I tried to get it out. Oh, we've done it with a splinter with Cody. And, and it was just... too soon. Like, I couldn't yeah. even see. He couldn't... I couldn't even see anything. And I'm like, you need to literally... If you want to get it out this early, it's going to... You're going to have to cut this shit out. Like, mm. so then I was like, okay, you need some anesthetic to get this out. Like, if it, you know... And it was because of his complaining. So I was like, all right. We walk in ED. I have to carry him because he doesn't want to put weight on his foot. And the door's open and it's just packed. And I was like... <laughs> I did one circle. And I was like, fuck that. Like, you're not going to die. And then he was fine. He was like, no, no, just don't touch my foot. That was his complaint. The next day, the redness had gone down closer to the wound. So it wasn't spreading upwards and outwards. And so I was like, you know, and he was running around riding his bike, running over to your house. And Even like, when you kid. go to the ED with like the infection, like the red yeah. moving, all they're going to do is draw a line around it and watch it too. Yeah, you know, like you don't. And I knew like he's not going to be getting no tear down bullshit. No. I was fine for the anesthetic if it was like, get it out. Because in my head, I'm like, it could be a massive fucking stick in there. But, you know, we'll just see. But as the days went on, there was still pus coming out. He was still manageable. The redness wasn't getting any worse. He had no other symptoms. I'm like, you know, it'll come out. And in my head, I thought it's either going to come work its way out or it's going to just encapsulate and just stay in his foot. Yeah. Um, and then then it was funny the pus kind of so this has went on about 10 days the pus and then for a few of those days forgot it was even in there like honestly just yeah he came up to our house and i was like how's your foot and he's like yeah it's good yeah like it was like a non-issue yeah and then i was like let's have another look mate and i was getting him to squeeze it and then you could tell the pus was getting more bloodier yeah and so the last day you it was mainly blood like a serious kind of blood coming out and then before bed i'm like have a look at it and he's oh he's kind of pushing it 
you can see something there it's not a stick color but it's like a hard pus and it's not moving with the rest of the skin i'm like oh man it's right there try and get it out roman and he touches it with the tweezers and he's like that is fucking ass and he's screaming and i'm like oh man that's definitely it because you know how painful it is when you touch whatever's yeah. in there so then that night I crept in there and I just held his like little foot and as I gripped the side of like the splinter, he woke up and I just held his ankle and pulled it out and this fucking stick like probably just under an inch long came out massive. of his foot. And he was like, ah, and then when he seen it was out, he was like, oh, <laughs> an instant relief. It was yeah. fine. But it had just worked its way back down to yeah. the entrance of the wound. The body's fucking wild. Yes. And it'd be a different story if he was a diabetic, overweight, yeah. he had four different health conditions. I'd be like, you need to get this out of this person. Yeah, of it can't, this body is not a well body, but he's a young, healthy boy. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I was like, what pisses me off is, so you know how <laughs> there's this whole undercurrent of privileged women home birth, privileged women free birth. And I think a lot of the midwives... When you say, <clears throat> pardon me, when you say privileged, what is your as in, um, interpretation of privilege? So mean... somebody who has resources, somebody who's looks not, uh, so like white yep. maybe, or just has access to things like, or yep. they're educated, quote unquote, they yep. speak well, yep. whatever, you know. Yep. Or they can buy a birth pool online, yep. things like this. They yep. And I think often in this term, like I know that there's a privilege thing out there and whatever, but in this little thing we're talking about, I think oh, quite often they're just women who are just more outspoken. Yep. And then I find a lot of medical people, midwives, are like, oh, well, you know, not all. And they'll use the whole vulnerable population. Yes. You know, this type Especially of thing. Especially this town. Yeah. Like, oh, well, yep. not all people can do that. Like these people over here, like yeah, just yeah. fucking, and they can't stand it. And I'm always like... Hey, a free birth is free for anybody. Like, free, it's not even free birth, it's just birth. Yeah. You can birth wherever the fuck. This is what also annoys me, is like home birth. I'm like, well, I had a home birth. Yeah. Like, why is it called a home birth if a midwife's there? I feel like everything has to have a fucking home these days. I was like, I say birthing at home a lot now. Yeah. yeah. It is a funny thing. But, you know, these people that are like, not all, you know, they seem to have like a fucking hatred for women that speak out against the system, especially when you touch on midwives and how a lot of them are the fucking problem and not even, well, I mean, you know, like, like your post said, they obviously are part of the fucking program. Yeah, most of them. Most women have midwifery-led programs. Yeah, especially now. in Australia. We yeah. don't have obstetric and gynae like nurses. How, how, it's mostly oh, midwives. For a low-risk pregnancy how often do you see an ob yeah i know what like three two times? three times yeah. depending on how far over you go yeah. like yeah so the rest of the time you are seeing a midwife and yeah. then when you're laboring mm -hmm. you have a midwife and i feel like a lot of us now are educated enough to know we know what the doctors are for so when they come in and they're more directed like yeah. they're more direct they're more like we do this and do this, and this. like we expect that from them whereas yeah. the midwives just have the language layered over that to yeah. make it out like they're all with you and shit and they're yeah. not but it's just like these people that are like, you know, these privileged fucking women, and they don't understand that some women are out here with like blood sugars of fucking 28 and we need to stabilize my all. And I'm like, you then coddle those women, like, oh, you're ours. Like, these crazy bitches don't know what you're going through. Like, you're having these problems, you need to be in hospital a lot while you're pregnant. And I'm like, the minute that woman starts demanding things though and realizes, you know what, I don't like the way you're calling me your girl. I don't like the way you're telling me to do this and do that and to come here and be here and be like, the minute she starts standing up for herself, you fucking hate her too. Like, it's all a facade to act like we're the wayward women out here. Like, we're but like... also, 90% of health concerns during pregnancy are a product of the system. Yeah, literally, I know. You know? Like, yeah. pregnancy isn't 
a mm-hmm. symptom. It's not called, it's yeah. Not, it's not the reason women are getting gestational diabetes. Mm. Shitty food is. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like even yeah. their problems. Or it's not even gestational diabetes. They're just diagnosing something that's nothing. Yeah, especially you're, for you're, the you're women I'm talking with. Low, so yeah, like high with, risk pregnancy. Exactly. Yeah. You know, of course, there's women out there with out of control fucking sugars. They're really unwell. But yeah. is that a normal state? That's that's. I'm sure they were unwell before they felt pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, and those women still deserve to like those women can grab their fucking whatever their little injections and stuff. What I don't understand, right? So yeah. even for a type one diabetic, if your yeah. diabetes is well managed with insulin and sugar, you should be able to wait for can labor. Can use both wherever. Yes. Like, because then isn't your body the same as mine? Exactly. Yes. Because then you're I think managed. the problem is, is like if you've had elevated sugars, that's the problem. Like constantly, then you can have like a macrosomic baby. Yeah. But if they're controlled. Yeah. And it says even in the fucking Queensland Health Guidelines, if you have well-controlled, even medication-controlled diabetes, await labour. Yeah. When the fuck does that ever happen? Never. And it's like, oh my fucking God. If any any condition is is controlled with medication, surely then your body is technically in the same mm. state as mine, yeah. whether it's naturally controlled or medicated. Yeah. Then shouldn't birth just unfold naturally as well? Yeah. You know, I can understand being in a hospital if you're concerned with things like PPH and stuff, which it may be increased by the condition you have. Yeah. But inducing and classing that's them not going to make it any stuff isn't going to make any difference. Yeah. If anything, it's going to put more stress on the body, yeah. which is already in a weakened state. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Imagine all the symptoms of those fucking medications too. Oh, I know. I can't even imagine. You know? And half of it, I think, like, how effective is it? And is it the actual medication yeah. fixing you? Or is this just, I don't know. Yeah. You know the whole antibiotic thing? Take antibiotic. Take antibiotics, you're cold. Not that you take them for a cold, but you're, you'll be better in seven days. If you don't take them, you'll be better in a week. It's yeah. like it's the same fucking thing. Exactly <laughs> like, yeah. it's like... I don't know. But, yeah, it's just... I fucking can't stand this whole, like... Not everybody can free birth. And Everyone like, can free birth. Yeah, there's... And then, like... Tell me a scenario where you couldn't. There like, is, like, people who are fucking higher risk, quote-unquote, that free birth all the fucking time. We just don't hear the, the stories much. And free birthing isn't, like, a... You can plan your free birth and whatever and then just have, like, hemorrhaging blood and be like, okay, I'll go into the hospital. Oh, you've got a full previa. Okay, yeah. well, give me a fucking C-section, and yeah. I guess. Yeah. You know? Your body so is always like, going to give you signs yeah. that something's wrong. It's know? not like you're, like... Yeah, I think we're all, we're not stupid. It's like, yeah, we get it. But it's yeah. just not... It shouldn't be the amount that there is. Yeah. And really, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's things I've had at my free birth that cost me money. Yeah. And I'm glad I oh, had yeah. them. You know, mm-hmm. like, my pool was $400. I'm glad I had it. Um, I spent about $5,000 on books. Chris yes. <laughs> is like, another book, another book. Um, I had... Um, I didn't really buy too much, though, to be honest. And this is the know? thing, too, like... I feel like I totally like. But I didn't need it. That's the thing. Like I would definitely, if I had another baby, I would do it like all. Oh, like I would still yeah. have like a beautiful room set up, yeah. and I'd buy things for it. Because I'd want you can. pretty my like little bralette I would wear, which I strip everything off. I have to birth naked. Yeah, I figured but out. Even but if you couldn't afford those things, you'd it still, still wouldn't matter. Birth. That's why, like I wrote the other day, like you can literally have your baby in your grotty living room with your kids' fucking toys around you. The, the baby's gonna come Doesn't out. Doesn't have to be in the living room. Yeah. You, you oh, can, the, the riverbed. Like, you know, yeah. Exactly. You don't need to have, you know, and I think the image people have of free birthers is like, you just don't understand what some women go through and look at you all with your like pretty room set up and you're just like, what? Fuck off. This is the thing too, like, you know how we talk about 
why do we care about the hospital? Like, cause I'll go through the two things. Like the hospital needs to improve most women birth there. Then a part of me is like, I don't give a fuck. Do what you want. If women want to go there, they go there, they get butchered. Yeah. I feel whatever. like, I feel like women walking into the system are going to be abused. Yeah. 100%. Whether they realize it or not is mm-hmm. a different thing. Yeah. Right. So, so there's, I feel like there's the women that walk into the hospital, they're abused they have absolutely no fucking idea that they're abused. Mm-hmm. So they are 100% happy with their experience and yeah. they go on their merry way. Mm-hmm. Then there's a the woman like you and me walk into the hospital. We're mm-hmm. abused. We realize we're abused. Yeah. We're fucking traumatized mm-hmm. and we never go back to the system. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's like, I don't even know what my point was either. But that's the thing too. It's like most. So I want to, but I want to improve it for the women like you and me. Yeah. I know plenty of women that wanted the induction, wanted the epidural, wanted the C-section, more Mm -hmm. than happy with the system. And those women aren't willing women. So we're not even talking about them. You know what I mean? Like that, that's just, well, that's cool. The the system caters to you. Well, like that's what you always say. The system caters to you. Yeah. So there it is for you. Mm -hmm. What I want, would love to see is the system improve for the women like you and me. Yeah. But from, from the perspective of the care provider mm-hmm. how do you tell the two women apart yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. so while they can get away yeah. with abusing 40 percent of the population mm-hmm. how do they know that they're fucking up the other 60 exactly you know so i yeah. kind of feel like the system can't improve because i really feel like it's up to us i think so too i think like we're we're the ones that really know what we want and I think there's women, like there was a memo I was going to share this morning, but it was basically about, you know, when you're the first time, like, and I know I'm talking about, obviously there's women out there that are so fucking like amazing. They are like, oh no, I don't want to go to hospital for their first baby. Oh, like I it's know, never right. been something, it's not an option for them. They're just I'm not going to go there. Yeah. But for most of us, it's like, I think a lot of us who want the best for like the best births, we will, we're often the ones that'll be like, oh, I'm going to get the private doctor. I'm going to have the <laughs> yeah. obstetrician. I'm going to go to the best hospital. Yeah. And so the thing I made was like that. And then realizing what a cascade of interventions is. And then you're like, get me out. <laughs> like, but I think the thing is, is like those women entering the Sydney private hospitals, I think a portion of them do just want an epidural and just to get the baby out. How many celebrities do you see? Oh, I ended up with an emergency C-section. Yeah, and I'm like, you think, you uh, tell me the, the beginning of the, the story. Obstetrician. Yeah, exactly. Your pregnancy and, and birth care. They're probably thinking, well, thank God I did because I needed yeah. a, a fucking emergency I C-section. One, um, I follow one celebrity. Well, she's a fitness chick on. Uh-huh. Um, I think yeah. her name's Emily. Emily Sky Fit is her Instagram. She's rad. She's really cool. Oh, she had an accidental baby at home. Accidental home. Yeah. And I really, she never talks about it, but I really feel like, because she did talk about her first Mia. She did talk about how traumatic it was. Yeah. So I really feel like she did what I did with Cody. Just like, I'm staying the fuck yeah, away yeah. from there as long mm-hmm. as I can. That's what I think the first, because I entertain the idea of, I'm going to plan the baby at home, but then just say, oops. You know, yeah. well, I did actually. That's what I said to them. Like yeah. I did go in the hospital a few hours afterwards and be like, oh, you know. Um, and I think a lot of people do that. The yeah. BBA, like yeah. that's the first. Because that's when I'm like, how do you measure BBA is born before arrivals in Australia? Because some of them are genuine, like they wanted to be in hospital, they yeah. birth roadside. Yeah. And a lot of them and are just free no birthers. They are. Yeah, yeah, free birthers. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of the free birthers, which are like, for them, they, they want to be in hospital, but they don't want to be abused. But they yeah. do want to have the care of the hospital. I so think, they'll I have it still quickly at home. to this conditioned idea that the hospital provides safety and security. Yeah. I haven't yet quite clocked onto the idea mm-hmm. that it's not safe and it's yeah, not fucking secure exactly i'll never forget going in after i had chloe my third born she was a free birth and i went in a few hours afterwards and 
I remember before this, like my husband at the time, and I remember talking to Emily Saldea through chat, and she's just like, why do you want to go in afterwards? Yeah. But I was like, no, 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 like I want a job there as a midwife, and like, <laughs> like I'd want it to be a surprise, I don't want him to think I'm like radical, like just free birthing, like it's so dangerous, rah, 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 like in their eyes. And I remember going in to that, and just every disturbed single, in your beautiful postpartum. Yeah. Like, she, I had just cut her cord before we left. So she was born, like, I can't even fucking remember, man. Luckily, everything's written down, right? It was dark. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was, oh, early morning. Whatever it was, it was like three, four hours afterwards, we went to the hospital. And everything, they fucked up. They yeah. fucked up everything. Yeah. And, like, every even small little things with everything. And I was like, this is the universe being, like see dummy like yeah. every and even to the next day i went Stay to get my home. 15th mmr and they used the wrong they used like a blunt needle in my arm like everything and i was like what and then when i got pregnant with emily the fourth one and i was like i'm definitely free birth in her i'm just gonna make out like it was a quick labor again at home but i only did about like i think it was 18 weeks care with the hospital which is only a couple of visits and i remember it was just like the first midwife I had was absolutely horrible. Her name was the name of the bitch I hated the most at yes, school, I which I was like, the universe is yeah. literally telling me like, what are you doing back here, bitch? I did want to have one scan with her, I think. And I'd gotten that and it, I couldn't, I didn't want it to go on for that long. And it went yeah, on for that long. And yeah. I knew I can't like, like, and then I knew from that point, every single thing they were going to offer, I didn't want. And I was like, well, there's no point me I'm going finding, through this. Like, why am I going there if, you know? I'm finding common with women that I'm talking to, they're saying that they're having wild pregnancies. One, it resonates with them. Obviously, yeah. they wouldn't do it if it didn't. But also, they're saying that they don't have that um, that confrontation in them yeah. to argue with the midwives at Which every point. Really so they know they want to say no to everything. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to argue with these midwives or doctors. Yeah. So they just aren't going. Yeah. You know? You know what I was thinking? Like, and this is, like, people will be tuning out, especially if you're, like, a ride and die free birth, which I am to an extent, but I'm still very interested in the system. I feel like they should be, which they never will, there should be, like, a little clinic they hold for women who just want to have unassisted birth. And But then I'm thinking, well, the women who are going there probably don't understand unassisted enough to yeah. know, like, because why are you going there? But it should be, like... They it should be like, hey, we'll give you free gloves, free sterile scissors, like if you want to come here and or if you just want to know where your baby's position is and you don't know, like little things like this, which to me is for me, I wouldn't go there for that. I'd be like, yeah. I don't want to fucking know but my baby's position. Women that would be interested. There's women that are kind of in between, they're just yeah. leaving the system, they want to have their baby at home, but they want to do this. And then I think too, well, that'd be an opening to get a real manipulative midwife in there to yeah. really be like, well, don't you know how to do a fucking recess on a and, newborn? And your baby's still breech and you're 32 Yeah, like it would just be a fear fucking thing for them. Yeah. But I'm like, if you had some, like a midwife that, but, and then I'm like, I, I walk it through in my head. I'm like, it would never work because then it would be seen to be endorsing free birth. But then I'm like, if they wanted to be pretending like they were on our side, which they never will be. You would do that. You'd be like, hey, come down if he's want to do I really feel like you're, bully you're, you your post this morning really nailed it. Mm. And I'm really sorry because I've got friends who are midwives. Yeah. You know, and I, it uh, sounds really fucking terrible. But I can hate things about you, but I can still love you overall. Oh, totally. You know? like, yeah, yeah. But I really feel like if you're a midwife working in the system, mm. there's parts of you that are fucking broken. Oh, 100%. You can't sit there mm -hmm. and, like you said, find the woman who looks depressed and almost ready the to The life is sucked out of her. Yeah, because that's what would have happened to you if you stayed oh, there. Yeah, if, man. if you didn't have the support of your family to yeah. not be a midwife, yeah. that's what would have happened exactly. to you. Um, you know, I know... And I remember somebody saying to me... ...have left the midwifery yeah. system because they can't do it. And the fuck thing is, is, like, they're all the good ones. Yeah. Or potentially... Yeah, you know, 
I don't know. But it, it, you need more than one or two good ones. Exactly. Exactly. You know, because even the even whole if, structure is you. You don't fit in. You're never gonna get into the higher positions. Yeah. And if you do, you're gonna have to kiss so much ass and be such a puppet that by the time you get to that position, you'll lose it if you if you find your radical self again. Not your radical, but you so know. say say you'd been my midwife. Yeah. When I went in with Cody. Yeah. Right. I got yeah. there ready to push. Climbed up on the bed. Pushed yeah. her out. If you if there was things that you hadn't done, yeah, you would have been reprimanded. Yeah. So how could you possibly be a good one? Yeah, I know. You can't be a good midwife working with women in the hospital. Yeah, exactly. You can't. There's a tribe coming behind you right oh, now. <laughs> yeah, that's the shame of it. It's just it's fucked. You couldn't be a genuine with women. You can't yeah. be. You couldn't. It's important. You would li- and like there's ones out there. They quit. They leave. Mm. They're bullied. And it's like, you're not a safe practitioner. And like, it was like, oh my God, like, what the fuck? And this is what I thought when I was like leaving. I was like, one time I was there, I seen a woman walk in and she was in labor. That was the first, that was the only and last time I seen her. I wasn't there for that long. I was there for just like under a year, right? But I, I know, I was at the desk and she was like, <sighs> like breathing. And I was like, oh my God, like, I haven't seen this. Everyone's induced. I didn't work enough hours though to see it come through. But I was just like, this is fucked up. And even then, the women who are spontaneously laboring, not many of them want to listen to... No. Most of them want all the shit they're going to give them because that's like, oh, we need to do this. We need to do that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I was like, what, what am I here for? For the fucking once a year when somebody comes in and, and wants to free birth but can't, but they're here and lucky they got me because I'm going to try and do my best and then I lose my job? Yeah. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck's the point? Like, you will see more more inspiring births not working in the system yeah. than you would working there. Yeah. You know, so if that's what really brings you joy, mm-hmm. then do that. But if, I mean, it sucks that you can't get a paycheck from that. Yeah. You know, watching one but in my head now, other. I'm like, this is more for me passion Passion, stuff. yeah, same. I need to figure out how to make money eventually in a way <laughs> yeah. that's like a real boring way, but like yeah. a secure way. And then this is just what I do, you know. Yeah. To, it's like I need money to then support my passion. Your not passion. that I'm, yeah. I'm not attending births or anything. Um, we were cleaning out the wardrobe yesterday and Chris is like, what's happening with the birth pool? Because you don't need it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to keep it because... Yeah. Actually, know. somebody in town is looking to hire one. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, okay, she cool. follows us on that page. Yeah. Anyway, so I will clean up the wardrobe and he's like, what, why, why do we still have this? You don't need it anymore. <laughs> I was like, no, well, I'm going to loan it to my friend who is due in January. Oh, yeah. And, um, and I'll just keep it because, you know, even living here or in Mission Beach, I yeah. want to be known as the woman that's happy to yeah. and support you give birth. Yeah. And I happen to have a birth pool that you yeah, can exactly. borrow. You just have to buy your own liner. Yeah. Um, and I've got like my little box full of things. Yeah. You know, but it's just a passion. Yeah. If I, if I get to go to one birth every couple of years. Oh, yeah. That's what I think. Amazing. Yeah, definitely. It's just, it, I, I feel like it's how it used to be. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, you've had a bunch of kids. I've had a bunch of kids. Yeah. I know a thing or two about birth. You know mm-hmm. some things about birth. Yeah. And, and we're the women, and eventually the women that we support, they'll be able to support other women. Yeah, exactly. Because they've had their bunches of kids. Exactly, yeah. You know? Definitely. Or, or at the very least, support your daughters. This is, um, you know, Jenny Blythe. I think she's the one that wrote um, Down to Earth Birth Book. Yeah, yeah. And she talks about, um, that's what her, I'm sure this is her, I might be wrong, but she basically, um, she's just a woman. Like, she's just not just a woman, but she's just like a mum. Yeah. And she had a bunch of kids, I think, and her neighbour had a bunch of kids or her good friend or whatever it was. They just attended each other's births for years because they each had a bunch of kids. Mm. And that was her experience with, like, childbirth. And I was like, 
that is probably more well-rounded than the shit you learn at uni, honestly. Like, how many midwives do you know that go to university, then do their internship or whatever you fucking call it at a yeah. hospital? Yeah. They wouldn't know shit about them. They wouldn't know anything. Yeah. All they know is industrial birth. Or they'll go to one home birth as a student and it's a midwife who's got registration exactly and they're doing the fucking doppler and they're transferring for maternal exhaustion even though she doesn't want to go all of this shit it's like okay well yeah you've seen a home birth quick get up we're gonna transfer i know yeah it's all shit i um i have a friend who's a midwife and when i was pregnant with skip she was messaging me and she's like have you had any scans like no like you know by now that i'm getting scans and um she's like well how do you know the position of the placenta and i'm like well if i if it was low i'd bleed at some point yeah and if the bleeding was excessive i'd go and get checked out yeah um so other than that i don't give a shit where it is yeah um and then do you know what position but see they don't know that because i remember saying that too when i was um pregnant with emily and she was kind of like why don't you want to scan and i eventually did get a scan but um i was like well i'll just bleed in the third trimester and she was just like looking at me like oh and then when I attempted midwifery, I was like, oh, yeah, they don't teach any of that. No. <laughs> they don't treat, teach anything. Like, and then do you know what position baby's in? I was like, no, I don't care. Okay, it was never like, a thing for me. I never even gave a fuck. Genuinely didn't care. whether he, If you come out foot first, we'll fucking figure it out. Yeah. Um, There's just all these things, and it was like, it's so obvious that mm-hmm. you are a trained midwife. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, the questions you're asking me... While she wasn't being rude and she was very satisfied with my yeah. hands, like she wasn't arguing with me or anything. Yeah. Even just the nature of asking the questions. I'm like, yeah. you don't trust me. Yeah. You don't trust that I've got this under control. Exactly. If you did, you wouldn't be asking these questions. Sometimes I'll see my feel, I see myself, um, like if I hear something and, you know, just say somebody's like, oh, they're going to have a free bath. And I'm like, what? Like, are they just doing it because like it's the latest trend and it's how you get certified as like a particular profession on instagram is to have a free birth and that means you're legit but then and then i'm like oh god like because sometimes i think some people have a um that they will just it'll turn into a disaster because they are a disaster themselves <laughs> like yeah. you know like i feel like a lot of our personalities in how we birth and i'm just like oh god but then it's i everything then i take though. a step back and i'm like most of the time they're gonna be fine even if you are the most dramatic insane person crazy bitch who's like you probably have a baby completely fine yeah like it's really not a I feel like it doesn't even matter. Like, if you want to have your baby at home, you'll probably come out fine. Whatever. Like. Exactly. There's, um, there's just... Now, it's so hard to have conversations with people. Like, another friend of mine came around um, the other day, and she's about 28 weeks pregnant, and her first was born by a C-section because she was breech. Yeah, right. Um, different hospital, but she's just moved to town recently, and she has something called Pape or... Um, She's trying for a VBAC, like she really, mm-hmm. really wants to have a VBAC. But then, like, she came around and she's like, Oh, they're not going to let me go past 38 weeks because of the Pape and because um, they'll have to induce me because I'm trying for a VBAC. And I was like, You don't have to be induced just because you're uh, having a VBAC. And that's the last thing you want. Yeah, I was like, You don't, and really, like, you probably don't want those intense contractions on your uterus. And, like, there's just no need for it, really. I said, I don't really know anything about Pape, I've never heard of it before. Yeah, it's um, just a fucking blood test. Yeah, well, she did say that. And then she said that. She said it was just the results on the blood test. Yeah. Um, but, um, and then she said, oh, um, 38 weeks works out to be Christmas Eve, so they're not going to do it then. They're going to do it a few days after. But she's like, well, I don't want the baby born on Boxing Day either. And I'm like, it's not a fucking... Oh, my God. It's not an a, a Uber Eats. You don't yeah. just dial up and, and decide when you want it delivered. Oh, my like, God. Just, I just... And then um, another friend uh, went to the gynecologist and she's almost six weeks postpartum and they were talking to her about birth control. Yeah. And she said, we don't, we, we'd like you to be on something because 
you we don't want you to have a baby within 12 months and i'm thinking what the <laughs> fuck is this yeah talking it's about? fucking crazy heaven forbid a woman controls her infertility exactly. and decides when the fuck she wants to have a exactly. baby exactly and i think is too, this the way they because uh, it's been so long since yeah. i've engaged with anything i think it's like, like that. oh my god that's so cute out there um this is the thing they should say like so if there isn't i honestly don't think there even is but but i don't know anything really about v-backs but um, I just have like a basic level understanding. Birth the thing baby, is, so, you want to yeah. out your so if you've had a C-section within like 12 months and you're about to have a baby again, I don't know. Just say it's like, oh, you've got a slight increase, 2% increase of uterine rupture. C-section was the fuck. four years ago. Oh, okay. Well, who gives a fuck? Yeah. But just say though, you've just had a baby and it was a C-section and yeah. they're saying to you, this is what they should say. Hey, uh, just letting you know, if you do get pregnant within the next whatever, there is a slight increase of um, uterus or if you, if you have a vaginal birth. Or, I don't know. Whatever the fuck status just say that to them why are you saying we don't or, like you to have a baby within top or months? would you like me to discuss birth control yeah did you want you a script for anything today and she would have said no thank you i'm fine yeah end of fucking conversation can you imagine how they talk <sighs> to women who are especially so an aboriginal woman yes. living remote yes. who's already got four or five kids yeah. how the fuck are you talking to her in those appointments exactly. when there's no one else around exactly. like fucking dog if that's, that's how, how you talk to a white privileged woman oh. in the city exactly yeah can you imagine yeah it makes me fuck off maybe she wants to have 12 kids who gives a fuck yeah maybe, she, maybe she's already ready to start yeah. trying for number two like what fucking business and is a lot of yours? that will put words in people's mouths especially women who are a bit quieter oh you don't want another one love oh they're all mm. fucking you're crazy and i and then then it's like oh yeah yeah like they just get railroaded by these yeah. fucking people who are seen to be gods like because oh they went to uni and they're a doctor and they're a nurse and i'm yeah. in i'm in that in the big fucking hospital here like but we don't want you to get pregnant within 12 months can't days have got nothing to do with yeah you. honestly Oh, yeah. I just, I just, I just think this is how women are always spoken to, you know. And like the fifteen-year-old yeah. girl that is sexually active now and goes to the doctor to talk mm-hmm. about birth control options, yeah, you know, they'd just be chucked on anything. Yeah, there would be no natural family planning discussions. There would be no, no discussions of using condoms. Exactly. Or, you know, like it's just, yep, here's your pill prescription, off you go. Yeah. Oh man, I would love to be able to go into like grade eleven and twelves, mm. grade tens maybe, but like. And just explain to them the cycle. Yes. This is when you have... And even boys, for boys to understand, like, if her vagina is, like, looking like this, she could be fertile if she's... I don't know. Or if you don't want to have a baby, bag it, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just to... Especially for the girls, though, just to understand. Why is the woman's responsibility, too? Yeah, it's fucked up. I saw a thing the other day, and it said, basically, like, if you are... A husband and mm-hmm. or, or even a boyfriend and you don't want to have a baby and you ask your wife or girlfriend to go on the pill you're a cunt yeah you're like such basically a like if you want her to go on the pill because you don't mm-hmm. want to put a condom on your penis yeah you shouldn't be a boyfriend exactly. or a husband i think the true test is to explain to them because they're probably just as dumb as most other people they think it's a harmless yeah i think if you were to explain to young men and young boy i'm not young boys but you know teens and stuff to explain like this is what a woman's body goes through with the pill this is what it can cause her you want to pay for ivf when you're 30 bro then don't have your woman on the (laughs) pill like if you would explain it all and that would be like again i go on the pill i'd be like you're out like you're a fucking dog but if they do then understand then maybe they're happy to wear a condom you know no one knows anything like these young kids especially don't know shit well i didn't really know much i all i knew was and uh, this is very um, in keeping with my mm. sort of approach to everything. I tried the pill once when I was like 16, about for about 
I think it was probably around a month or two. Yeah. I felt like a fucking lunatic. Interesting. So I stopped taking it. Yeah. And then again, when I was like 21, I tried the rod in my arm. Yeah. Again, felt like a fucking lunatic. I had that So I got once. it taken straight in. And I just didn't stop bleeding me. Yeah. And, and I just had to get it taken And the OB out. tried to tell me that there's no way it could be making, it could be affecting my moods. It's, the, the hormones in it is so minimal, blah, blah, blah. I was like, just fucking take it out. Yeah. I had to argue with him yeah. to take it out of my body. Oh my God. These people. I know. You just think back on all the things yeah it's truly hard yeah i um i was thinking about like because obviously i'm deep in postpartum right now yeah and i was just thinking about how different you know how you said you asked you had questions on you did that little q a and you asked women to share their experiences with postpartum um do they think it affected mm, their, their mood and yeah stuff. do they think their birth affected their postpartum yeah. i just thought it was so interesting now having experienced such a vast range of birth yeah. experiences how different my postpartums are in response yeah. to that mm-hmm. you know like tanners i didn't realize it at the time obviously but i had insane um postpartum anxiety yeah like i couldn't even shower without eyes on him yeah i used to yeah. put the bassinet in front of the shower and leave the shower door open yeah and i i, I literally didn't stay away from that kid for longer than 10 minutes until he was 18 months old yeah right um Cody's was really good but um my life was kind of hectic at the time yeah. so I don't think I really enjoyed her as much as I could Dusty's was good mm-hmm. uh, Rivers was awful just because yeah. I was so yeah how bad yeah I just felt so guilty and all that sort of stuff and Skips has just been fucking so awesome good. and you would think now like I'm busier than ever yeah I'm more exhausted than ever but mm-hmm. I'm still just enjoying yeah. it the most yeah and i just my heart breaks for for the women for the women like i was with tana like i was a yeah. shell of the woman i am now yeah and i just think how devastating it is that some women's initiation into motherhood is yeah. just fucked and you can see where it like um a lot of those women i think they maybe only have one or two kids because yeah. it's too much and yeah. then also maybe they can only have two kids for whatever reason yeah but then I find a lot of, like, people who are, like, fuck you people that don't want to birth in the hospital. You don't understand what I went through. Like, they're the most traumatized. They've never resolved it. They never really had to because they never went on to have more babies. Yeah. They've never explored what happened to them. just sits there. Yeah, and and it's vomited outwards towards people who have done births differently or or even suggest potentially what happened to you in hospital wasn't necessary. You never needed that C-section. You never needed that induction. What happened to you was so wrong and you could have gone another two weeks and had a healthy baby. Yeah. Like the suggestion of that makes them so fucking mad. Yeah. And, but you understand it because it is so fucked up. And then on top of that, they probably had a terrible postpartum probably. Yeah. Yeah, Well, they've been butchered in their birth. You just think about the breastfeeding. Like I can't tell you how many women give up breastfeeding or, or not give up breastfeeding, but turn to formula because Everything's too hard. Yeah. Everything's too fucking hard for them. Yeah. And it really, it like it genuinely is hard for them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're exhausted, they're emotional, they're traumatized. Yeah. And then on top of that, they got a baby stuck to them 24 oh, 7. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- one of the easiest things to get more space and time to yourself so that you can yeah. try and feel like a human is mm-hmm. to stop breastfeeding. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then later on they feel they have guilt about they it. They're guilt. angry yeah. about that, and it's yeah. just like, man, we're just talking about like, what ways to fuck up a woman. Woman, yeah. like, 
Yeah, it's what that's what I mean. Like, if there's no repairing the system, I think there's only saving yeah. the women that recognise the trauma that they were subjected to once they yeah. were in the system, mm-hmm. and then helping them when they fucking step away from yeah. the system and building yeah. our own, and mm-hmm. which I think we are doing really yeah. well. Mm-hmm. You because know, it'll never look like a hospital system. It just looks no. like networking yeah. throughout different homes, Facebook groups, and podcasts, yeah. and friendships, and mm-hmm. you know that's how. Yeah. I think that's how, that's the new system, and yeah. now that I'm part of it, I think it's working really well. Yeah, definitely. Because it's the thing, it's only willing women. Yeah. It's the women who really want to do it are going to do it. It's not, yeah. We're not saying everybody should do it. No, no one woman, ever has said that. Like, no woman is going to birth at home without a medical attendee mm. if they don't want to. Exactly. <laughs> They're yeah. going to do it. Especially when we're in Australia and it's fucking free to have a baby at the hospital. Exactly. You know, it's like most of us will go, you know, if that's you know, what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. It's very interesting. Alrighty, I think it's been like an hour. Yeah, Skippy Boo's awake. Yeah, I guess. Wide awake. Yes. I love a big round head on the back I love of a baby. Like, you know when they just start to get control of their head? Yeah. They're still wobbly. Like, they're still like turtle heads. Yeah. It's so funny. That's him now. Like, and his eyes are just like yeah. <laughs> focusing on stuff. <laughs> it's so cute. Get away from me, baby. You're making me cry. Yeah. <laughs> I said to my mum, like, you can have another one. I was like, when I'm 38. She's like, why 38? I'm like, well, then I'll have two really close together before I'm 40. Yeah. And then she's like, mm. how? So how? That's five years, four years. Yeah, something like that. But then I'm like, but maybe not. Maybe I'll get to that age and be like, oh, like I'm happy now. Yeah, because like the I'm kids will be free. fully self-sufficient. Yeah. Then. So then I think maybe just one, because it'd be like my little token baby. Yeah. Like a little kid like, by themselves, like. Yeah, I mean, you'd have a great relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah. But then you might too. A friend of mine actually highlighted something really interesting the other day that I hadn't considered because yeah. Chris and I obviously have said no more babies. Like, yeah. Mentally, we can't deal with it. <laughs> yeah. my, my, my sanity cannot have any more children. Yeah. Um, but also, there's a component there where Tanner's nine and yeah. I feel like so much of his life, and Cody's now too, mm. I've been preoccupied and distracted with their younger siblings. Yeah. And I feel like I'm starting to miss too much. Well, because when we're on holidays, the kids, Chris really wanted, the kids always talk about going on a helicopter. Yeah. And so I said to Chris, I said, let's do it. You take the three bigger yeah. ones and I'll stay down with the little ones. Mm-hmm. But they're taking off and I'm thinking, fuck, I really want to be on that helicopter. Yeah. Like, I really wanted to be with them the first time yeah. on the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I was talking to a girlfriend about that the other day and her oldest is almost six. Mm-hmm. and her youngest is two she's got five yeah right and she would really like one more yeah but she said like her oldest is 16 she said we've really only got a couple maybe three years left yeah with him. she's like if i have another baby now mm-hmm. i'm gonna miss those last couple of yeah. years with him like while he's still in the family home yeah and i was yeah. like oh it just gets so fucking tricky it does it? yeah because you can see the pros and the cons yeah yeah, totally. You know, another, and I, I look at my kids and I'm, I'm really happy that we've got five. Yeah. No, like, and the thing, if you accidentally had another one, you'd just whatever. Of course, with that too. Of course. Like, They're all friends with each other and they all love each other and help each other and, yeah. and tiptoe through the house together. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, buddy. It's so cute. It's first time coming here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Alrighty, should we wrap it up? Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't say the C word because all the kids are here. Oh, my kids hear it all the time. Same. Okay. Catch a chance.